Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away. Whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoyling. DeCam says, give me that. A pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way. Bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around. Corner, pocket, cash for Lund. Guess who's back, 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 back again. All right, everybody, you know what it is. It's the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast. Breaking news. It's not really breaking anymore, but it's the first chance we're going to get to talk about it. It's Wyatt Morell alongside me, Ryan Mitchell. And Ryan, they've kind of done it again to us uh, in a way. They're allowing every single team to compete this year in the postseason play in the conference tournament. What are your initial thoughts from this statement that was released from the UMAC conference earlier today? and just trying to wrap your head around everything that's happened here in the last couple of hours. I mean, wow. First off, I mean, as if this week and this day couldn't be any more crazy, we just added another layer to it. We talked a little bit before we hopped on, but we wanted to save uh, the especially hot takes, if you will, for the pod. So we're both uh, hearing each other's reactions live. Here we go. So, You know, most of me doesn't like it. There's one little part of me that likes it for a reason that I can get to later. I'm I'm interested why. I mean, we saw it last year just because the schedule was so wonky with COVID going on and everything and not the same number of games for teams. But, I mean, this alleviates the stress for so many teams, if you want to put it that way, Wyatt, as far as you're trying to fight right on the line for number four, number five seed just falling out at the end of the season – it's still an advantage to be in the top four because you get a home contest, obviously, in the quarterfinal round. And as we see it now, just to let people know, if you didn't see the release today, that being Wednesday, the 19th of January, the conference released that quarterfinals for the UMAC basketball tournament will be on Tuesday, the 22nd. Semifinals will be on Thursday, the 24th. Championship games will be on Saturday, the 26th. So we avoided the Monday night disaster that we talked about a couple weeks ago and that we went through last year. That's the good news. Huge, huge. It has to be played on a Saturday. You and I would be so upset on this if that were a Monday night. Exactly. So I'm glad it's that. But just your reaction there. Woof. I mean, that stretch, Wyatt, to have to go through, what is that, Tuesday through... Saturday, that would be four or five. A a five day stretch where you got to win three games. So, I mean, that's that's not easy. Is this one of the reasons you dislike it, is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm kind of trying to lay it. The the main thing, like I said before, is just it doesn't reward your regular season performance as much as I would like it to, if that makes sense. Now, that's not to say that, okay, a seven or eight seed now, they just don't care at all if you're at the bottom of the conference. No, because you have to play a one or two seed. But, Wyatt, how many times do we see in all levels of basketball, especially college hoops, in the one-and-done scenario where anything can happen, you now, again, got to win three contests in five days, and that's all that matters, okay? We talk about Northwestern a lot on this pod. Okay, right now they're the runaway favorites on the men's side of things wide, okay? They could have, and I'm not trying to jinx things, this is just the reality, okay? They could have a fantastic season. Let's say they run the table, don't lose a regular season game. They're the number one seed, and I don't know who the eight would be. I mean, you, you pick a team. I'll let you pick a team. Who's, who's well, going to be no, the number eight? no, nah, you see, you're just trying to, you're playing like a good cop, bad cop almost. Okay. You want me to pick the worst team in the conference or something? I'm about- not going to call anybody out. Martin Luther, okay? They're last You're right nights. now by a considerable margin. Wow. My Knights, okay? Wow. And and it's not likely, obviously, but let's just say even they, they keep it really close against Northwestern, push them a lot, and they, someone gets I – sh- I should just stop because people listening to this for Northwestern are like, why, 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 why are you saying this? It's just tougher, okay? Anything can happen. There's more games and injury could happen before the semifinals. There's less time to prepare from a podcast standpoint for the end of the year, for some plans you and I had, this is going to change some things. Oh, boo-hoo for us. I mean, people don't care about that. We will we will figure it out. But I'm all over the place, Wyatt. For most reasons, I don't like it. I wish it was back to the way it was, and it just puts more heat on that last week of the regular season battling for the final spot. That was going to be a fun race. 
I was looking forward to seeing who was going to get that final four yeah. spot on each side. I will say the only reason, selfishly, I do like it is for my job with Northwestern Athletics. That week is going to be fantastic, okay? It's going to be playoff basketball multiple days in that week as you're shaking your head at you me. You were going to get that, that anyways, though. <laughs> no, but now it's – now I'm – I mean – it's probably too greedy to think that there could be six games, but there for sure could be four or five very likely hosted in the Erickson Center. So selfishly, I'm looking forward to that, to calling those games. But uh, I'll hand it over to you. I think you have some hot takes on this. Well, I was going to say I wanted to spend no more than ten minutes on this topic, and you took up about five minutes, so that actually was perfect. Now we can just transition into my opinion. I dislike this. They haven't really said a reason as to why. They just said that they've decided to do this, so I would like more of an explanation as to why they made this decision. But I, to me... The regular season becomes so much less more valuable. Like you said, it was going to be fun to see who was competing for that last spot, who was going to sneak in maybe, try to fight their way in. But now with everybody in the playoffs, and even on the men's side, we know Northwestern's kind of got a just chokehold right now on that first spot. It's like, what does the regular season even matter that much at this point? I understand for a seeding purpose and stuff like that, but in the grand scheme of things, it just doesn't mean as much anymore. And so to me, that takes away some of the excitement in the regular season. And again, they just haven't really come up with a reason as to why, or at least I haven't heard a reason as to why they did this. So to me, I just, you got to reward teams for their performance in the regular season, the full body of work. And this kind of takes away from that. So that'd be the first thing I would say is how I dislike it. And then I never really thought of it the way you put it, where you said you have three games in a five day stretch like that. That could potentially alter or affect. I understand we've talked to some coaches that have said you got to be deep. You got to have a lot of depth this year when you play the Friday, Saturday back to back. But when you play three in five days, there's just a chance for more chaos and more mayhem. And I would hate to see that be a reason why maybe one of the better teams gets knocked out early or doesn't end up going to the NCAA tournament because of that. And obviously, the coaches would never use that as an excuse and they would say, well, toughen up and get over it. But it does play a factor and it does get to the players legs and their bodies and yeah i just i can't i can't get on board with this decision and obviously i'm not in the position you are where i can say i get to call a bunch of games because of this so i'm not going to say i enjoy it for that reason but uh, all in all i was a little surprised by this and i just i wish to me there's just such a different feel on the season as a whole now almost more than anything i feel like this is almost back to last year which i know we're not but it's giving me like a reminiscence of that and it's like i don't i don't want to think about that i thought we were just moving along nicely here we were back to the way it should be and now this comes into play so it is what it is uh i'm not like super fed up about it by any means and again i just like more of an explanation i guess behind it but uh, the biggest thing is it just takes away from some of the conference or conference games in the regular season. And just how about the timing of it, too? Like, I wonder, has this been on the table well, yeah. for multiple weeks? And it's like, sure, why we've had some postponements due to COVID pauses with teams, but it hasn't been anything excessive. And in that release, too, they changed the rule where you don't have to reschedule a postponed game within 21 days. So there's some more flexibility there. But I feel like... For the most part, like you said, we've been moving around along pretty quickly. We haven't had too much deja vu, if you will, or flashbacks to what it was like last year. And yeah, like you said, it just it's kind of tradition. Those top four spots, the race for the number four seed to just get in. I mean, sure, now that four five matchup is all the more compelling on that Tuesday in the last week of February, but I don't know. It just there's there's a lot of questions still, like you said. Well, and I thought initially when I saw the announcement, I was thinking yeah, this probably has something to do with COVID. And they didn't say that, so we don't know what it is for sure, but that is initially what popped into my head, as it probably did for a lot of people when they saw it. But like you said, I mean, we've been dealing with it, and not to make it political, but regardless of which side you're on, if you're a vaccine or not vaccine, bottom line is the President of the United States just said today that the COVID's not going away. I mean, regardless, we're going to deal with this. So, I mean, we can't just make decisions based on trying to think it's going to be eliminated and we just got to move forward regardless. So I, I guess I just like more of an explanation as to why the decision was made. And I guess it gives more incentive to the teams that got off to a tough start and are at the bottom of the conference because now they know they got new life and they're going to have a chance to compete, I guess, in the tournament. So it's a good thing for them. And I'm sure they're thrilled about it. But at the yeah. same time, it's uh, I'm sure a little bit of a shock and 
not disappointing necessarily, but a little bit of a, a interesting news to get, I guess, if you're one of the top teams and realizing this has completely changed everything now as we head down this final stretch. Yeah, I mean, like you said, if you're in the bottom half, all of a sudden, Wyatt, that last week of February when it's on that Tuesday in the quarterfinals, you're rolling into a gym and you're saying we literally have nothing to lose. If there was anything we were holding back, we can throw out the kitchen sink and do everything we can to win this game. And those teams can be dangerous. And we've seen this conference get deeper and deeper on both sides of things. So makes it maybe more compelling from a fan standpoint, but just overall quality of basketball, like you mentioned, and getting well, that, a true yeah. champion, that's what you start to question. Because, so. I mean, even look at the Division One tournament. You've got two games. Usually it's a Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday for that first and second round. And then they get a couple days off. They play again on that Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday, and then you get to the Final Four. And there's the conference tournaments the week before. But they're not playing three games in five days unless they're in their conference tournament, which at that case, it doesn't mean as much because, you know, yep. there's only certain conferences that need the automatic bid, obviously. And this is different at the Division Three level. So... I, I don't know. It, it is what it is. This is a preview pod, though, and we're spending time about the breaking news because it is <laughs> important. Yes. And, and obviously, I'm sure people want to know our thoughts on it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here and if we actually end up seeing any more changes from this. I don't imagine we will, but just the fact that they pulled this one on us out of nowhere makes me wonder if we will see something else come through here at some point. But we roll with the punches, Wyatt. We have all year long. We'll continue to do so, and we'll continue to stay positive, like I enjoy to say. Yeah, quick quick story. When we uh, were getting ready for our baseball season last year at Northwestern, Coach Heap came into the classroom. It might have been the very first day of practice, and uh, there's this song. I don't even remember who sings it, but it's Roll With The Changes. He put the cover of the album up on the screen and played the song for us and said, that's going to be us all year, guys. We're going to roll with the changes, and uh, we're going to have a great, great season, and you know, whatever happens, we're just going to adapt and we're going to roll with the changes. And now that you say that, it's like, hey, I mean, that's that's kind of a good reminder at this point for where we're at. And you just got to keep adjusting as we move along. And I'm sure the teams will and uh, we'll continue to just deal with things as they come up. Roll with the changes. R.E.O. Speedwagon released in 1978. That's probably it. I don't even remember. I'm like not I a said. big R.E.O. fan, so I, I have no idea what that sounds about. But, anyway. but yeah, you just you said roll with the changes, so then that made me think of that. But anyways, like I said, preview pod. So we've got a lot of games to preview, but we had that one weird middle game in the middle of the week, and it was on the women's side, and man, was it a good one. My record keeps going down, Ryan. I keep on losing these games. I'm not going to be upset about this one like I have been about some of the Bethany men's team's losses because North Central gets a little bit of a pass here with all the circumstances put into play. But the Eagles, what a win for them. 58-44, I think, was the final score in that one, I want to say. But they did they did come away with the victory on the road, and this was much needed, I feel like, for Coach Call's program to kind of just show the rest of the conference, they're still legit, and they still feel they can go and win this thing. Yeah, Wyatt, I mean, if they are going to have this weird middle-of-the-week game, like you said, if you're going to play on a Tuesday, you may as well make it a good one. I mean, we talked about it in the last pod, a great matchup between these two clubs, Mini versus Paul, lots on the line, and Northwestern just continues to look like a different team in 2022. I know I said that a lot in the last pod. I'll continue to say it here. But you and I both got to see large portions of this game. I don't know how much you got to see, but I was more able to... so. Yeah, more so in the second half for me. Sure, sure. I was I was able to see all of it. I was excited to watch it, and um, you know, I, to say this in the most polite way possible, why I, I mean, North Central for sure looked rusty, and it's oh, yeah. uh, it's one of the worst shooting games I've seen from Coach Bruner's club in a long time, and I think he would tell you that as well. I mean, Northwestern did have a good game plan defensively. They did an excellent job getting back in transition. I was really impressed with Northwestern's defensive rebounding on three-pointers missed. They did a great job sealing on the backside when those rebounds so often go long on the triples to clear the glass. But all that is to say, Wyatt, the big number. Okay, you only shoot 24% from the field. That's not good, obviously. But we know that the Rams under Coach Bruner, have been known to shoot as many three-pointers as anyone in the country, leading in that category, actually. Four of 33 
on the next At least they keep shooting. I mean, they have the mindset you got (laughs) to shoot your way out of a slump, I guess. That's a good point. I mean, over half of their field goal attempts were from downtown. So that's, hey, that's exactly right. Sticking with your identity. And when they don't fall, I mean, you and I talk a lot off the mic about Alabama and Division I college hoops, and we're we're not going to talk about that. But they're another team I just think about where you live by the three or you die by the three. And a lot of them were good looks. I mean, Robinson just one and nine. Naomi Hagstrom doesn't score in the game, just 0-6 from deep. And it's kind of the elephant in the room for you and I, Wyatt. So I have to mention it. All right, you're giving me a smile. So we had we had Naomi Hagstrom. I wasn't going to say anything about this. You're the one that has brought this up. I don't know what you're talking about, this smile no. that I'm giving you. I'm going to back ourselves up, okay? okay. So just, just wait. So okay. for those of you who heard it, we had Naomi Hagstrom and Khadijah Conte on the pod earlier this week. That one released on Monday. We talked a little bit about this matchup and their season as a whole. If you didn't know, North Central was undefeated coming into this matchup. Feeling pretty good. Coming off of a pause, though, we had questions. I had questions in the last pod saying, how do they look out of the gates? If you want to call it the pod curse, if we have you on the program, uh, you're going to begin a downturn. I will mention when we had Coach Sorensen on for Northland, you're continuing to shake your head. Don't worry, I'm going to get to the good ones. I don't know what this guy's talking about, people. You can come on our podcast. You have nothing to fear. You're like, I, talk about the good ones. I mean, this, this, I goes, this goes both Adon, ways. Adon, but we, as you said before, we, we had on Coach Sorensen after those pair of huge wins to kick off UMAC play. They haven't won since. It's it's turned for them. Okay, the good ones, though, why? The good ones, okay? When we had Tath Dak and Dylan Hyder on, they haven't lost. A couple weeks since, ago, I'm pretty sure, have they? Um, I don't think so because they had played Crown that weekend where it was just one game, and then this past weekend they only Northland had one game. Northland was their only game, then they beat yeah. Crown. That was their only game. So yeah, I mean it's a smaller sample size. There but, yeah. are, but two huge wins since then, White, for two mm-hmm. teams they were below of in the conference, and we talked about hey they want to turn it around, and so we gave them a boost. And I'll also shamelessly mention the last coaches we had on. Specifically, head coach Dan DeWitt of North Central. Coming off of a tough loss to Northwestern. Still trying to get healthy. They get healthy. They have their full complement. Two massive wins for the Rams right after we had him on. And we talked to him last week. They pick up the huge wins at Bethany and at Martin Luther. So it's not all bad wide. And I could go back to and say, I think Northwestern's looked like a different team since we had coach call on. Our guy Wally, Caleb Waldeck. It's been fantastic since we talked to him in November. Where where were you going with this, though? I'm just curious. What was the point of bringing this this up? This probably wasn't on anybody's radar until you you announced this. But you and I have have talked about it a little bit. It's not a full-blown curse. Because some people, you say it's not on their radar. I don't know why. Maybe some people were thinking, hey, you know what? Whoever these guys have on, shortly after their team just takes a 180 in the wrong direction. It's about 50-50, maybe even leaning towards a little more positive. So... Uh, we're we're not trying to influence anything. And as you said before, Wyatt, if you're a player and you want to come on or you're a coach and want to nominate a player or whatever, inbox is open. We're constantly looking to keep that going. U-A-O, the UMAC at gmail.com. Glad that came up organically as we move ahead here. Only thing I'm going to say about this game, again, I'm not going on like a, a rant or anything like that. Like you said, they looked rusty. I mean, this was a team that had a long pause. I never really felt, watching this game in the second half, that North Central was going to win, really, at any point. I mean, I know you kept texting me, and you said Northwestern has to find a way to win this game right now with this opportunity in front of them, and I would agree with you. I feel like if they couldn't have been able to pull this one off, and North Central somehow stole this game late, it would have been a huge blow to the Eagles program, knowing that they controlled this game, really, from the beginning and North Central, just the fact that they caught them on such an off night. I mean, if your opponent's shooting four for 33, I'm willing to tell you right now, not a white Merrill guarantee, but close. They will not shoot four for 33 from deep again the rest of the year. I mean, I won't say it's a guarantee because, you know, crazier things have happened. Say but it. Come on, say it. Come on. I save my guarantees for very special occasions. And You're like Charles Barkley. You, you say, <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm referencing, but continue. Bottom line, this was a game Northwestern needed. I'm not going to be too upset with North Central, even though I get another loss on my predictions, because they did have the long break, and they got to maybe find themselves a little bit off of this, and it was their worst shooting game of the year. They're not going to do that all the time, so... 
congrats to the Eagles. Huge win. We got to start talking about them now as a real competitor as well. And unfortunately, we don't get to play our game where we look at the schedule and say, when is North Central's first loss going to come? You pretty much said it last week and said this could be their first loss, and you had it right on. So kudos to you. Big win for the Eagles. Just just a few things to quickly circle up on, Wyatt, for Northwestern side of things. I mean, it was a grind of the game on both sides where offense was hard to come by, and both teams know each other so well. So we often see this where you're locked in more defensively because there's not much you know secrets to what you're going to get. I will say, more great signs for Northwestern for their senior point guard leader. I mean, Kelsey was the best player on the floor, period, Tuesday night. 8 of 14 from the field, 5 massive triples, 5 of 8 from downtown, led all scores with 21 timely baskets. Multiple times it felt like North Central making a little push. Eagles get a huge basket to get it back to double digits. Do want to mention real quickly why it felt like North Central was feeling like they had a chance. They cut it to 7, 48, 41, 6, 11 to go. Coach call calls a timeout. Eagles immediately go on a run, get a bucket out of the timeout. Probably a dagger on the layup by Lund with three minutes to go to put him up 55-41. So Eagles withstand the storm. Like I said earlier this week, it wasn't you know a storm maybe that people thought it would be with how North Central was playing. But nonetheless, never really got too concerned, like you said, in the second half for them. Big win for them as they're now both 2-1 and one in UMAC play. Be fun to watch the rematch when they... Get Absolutely. to the Erickson Center and see see what kind of a North Central we get. That is a banner day. We'll talk about that later. But well, because like I said, well, okay, yeah. But uh, anyways, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, 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 nothing. I was just gonna talk more so about like the fact that North Central is not gonna play like that again. I don't yes. know. I don't know what you're referring to when you say a banner day, but I haven't looked well, no, that far. I just far mean ahead, a, a so. week from Saturday when it's back to back as it should be and as we you know we're hoping it was going to be at Clark Danielson and it wasn't because the reschedule but these two facing off and then coach Gross's club versus coach DeWitt's club on the men's side I just mean those couple yes. hours get down to the Erickson Center and that's gonna be a lot of fun because you're calling the games I understand well yes but even if I wasn't calling the games wide I would still look forward to it. I'm looking forward to it even more because I'm on the mic but then yeah we'll we'll move on all right, preview pod, week four preview. I have said it a couple times now. Here we are 20 minutes in. We are going to get to the preview right now. There's a lot of good games again. And as of right now, as I'm looking at the women's side, it looks like a full slate, fingers crossed. We're going to be able to get all these games in because, what, that'd be the first weekend, I think, where we've had eight games on the women's side with the way things have worked out. I'm, I I believe don't, so. Don't anyways. jinx it. It's going to happen. Okay? It's like I said, happen. Both if sides. it does happen, yes. 16 games are going to be and played then, yeah. this weekend. Okay, yep. It's going to happen. On the men's side as well, all games are in. So 16 games. Whew, this is going to be a lot to get to, so uh, we'll try and keep it brief on each matchup. Martin Luther at Crown. We're starting on the women's side. Obviously, the teams are still playing each other on both sides, but let's just start on the women's side. Friday night, January 21st, we've got Martin Luther at Crown, Northland at North Central, Superior at Northwestern, and this one, the most, as you like to say, tantalizing matchup, in my opinion, on Friday, Bethany at Morris. That is going to be a fun one to watch. Let's start with Martin Luther at Crown, though. I'll go first on this one, Ryan. I think Crown is going to get the win at home. We've seen them come close a couple times now recently, and I think they finally, well, they actually did beat Northland as well, we should mention, but even in some other games, I mean, they weren't that far off of the Yellow Jackets last Friday. I think Crown gets another big win in conference play here at home and continues to show us that they're improving. I mentioned I don't necessarily know if they're going to win this year per se, but down the road, you look at this team and think they're building something, and this is going to be another step, I think, in that direction. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you, Wyatt. I mean, they kind of want to separate themselves from that bottom tier of the conference, if you will, and be in the conversation for the five or six slot, I think, is their hope as we look ahead to the UMAC tournament and now knowing with the change today that they will have an opportunity to play in that postseason tournament. I can't disagree with you. I mean, it's unfortunate to see that you're kind of giving up a little bit on your nights, but no, I mean, pack the whack, yeah. as they who, like to say. That place you... is going to be rocking on Friday night. <laughs> who did you just say on the men's side? Let's just throw out a team for the last seed. Martin Luther, that's your nights. That's what you feel of your nights on the men's side. So okay, well, don't I throw me under looked, the bus. I looked at the standings on the men's side. Everyone has at least two wins except for Martin Luther, who's 0-5. So it's it's just, it's just facts right it, now. It is what it is. So we're both in agreement there, though. Crown? Yep. 
Okay, I am writing these down in my phone as we go along, even though don't Bauman takes it. care Bob, of it. Bauman's hey, you know what? Say. I was just looking at the spreadsheet. He hasn't updated the results from the Northwestern North Central game. So Unbelievable. He's slacking a little bit. Unbelievable. So I, I got he take... was doing nothing last night. He yeah, was just that guy's there. not busy. Are Come you on, kidding me? <laughs> okay, uh, we're the only ones that think that's funny. But Northland at North Central... You talk about a good opportunity for a bounce back. This is a good opportunity for a bounce back for the Rams at home. I don't see them playing the way they did. If anything, that game woke them up against Northwestern. Give me the Rams in this one in a bounce back performance. Ditto. I can't say much more. I'm still looking forward to seeing how they bounce back. But, you know, Naomi's not going to miss that many shots again. Khadija's going to get it going. Robinson's going to get it going. I mean, DiGiorgio still had a good game on Tuesday night putting up a double-double. But, yeah, I expect... A convincing victory for Coach Bruner's club. You'll be calling this game Friday night, January 21st. Lord willing, at Northwestern. Lord, Lord willing, I'll be what? there. Lord willing, <laughs> stop it. I, I'm serious. I, uh, I'm i not saying you're not serious. <laughs> Superior at Northwestern. I've, I've said this a couple times. I'm at the point where I was like, I'm done with Superior. I, they're not what they used to be. I've given them chances this year. Have not impressed me. Have not been overwhelming at any time. Northwestern's at home. They're coming off a win over an undefeated North Central team. How do you not pick Northwestern in this game? I'm going to take UNW in this one at home. I think they're starting to build towards something, and it's going to be a good start to their weekend for them. This is kind of a conflict of interest. I mean, you're calling the game. Are you allowed to pick this one? This is like college game day with Kirk Herbstreet. You know, he doesn't make his pick before he goes up to the booth to call the game. Yeah, I mean, this is Division Three UMAC basketball, though. So let's you know, not, treat let's not it, treat it however you want to treat it. I guess, Ryan, if that's how you feel. No, no, I, you know, I, I treat it as a serious thing. You know, I am where my feet are, and I'm treating this as the big time, as they like to say. But yeah, I, I'm still gonna make a pick on it. People can be upset if they want to be upset, but yeah, Northwestern's got some mojo. Uh, how does Superior take care of the basketball, Wyatt? Last time out, disappointing result against Morris. Yep, yeah. 31 turnovers. I think the player to watch, Kaylin Christian. She was splashing from deep a heck of a lot. I think she's gonna have to have a massive gain to keep up with Northwestern's guards who are starting to peak. Lexi Hagen and Grace Landvik have been a great combo off of the bench. Wyatt, continue to watch that pair of freshmen. More and more impressed by them. They were very active as soon as they got into the game against North Central on Tuesday night. So you've got the inside scoop with the Eagles because you've got to watch a lot of their games. I still don't know these freshmen that you talk about, and I think, man, my time is coming on. But You eventually will we'll learn more and more. But yes, Wyatt, we are turning the page this season it's a passing of the torch for eagle basketball like we've talked about before i want you to go first on this pick bethany at morris on the women's side this i would you agree as far as even well to be honest looking at saturday's games on the women's side i would say this is the best game of the eight games on the women's side this week bethany at morris morris has an opportunity to put themselves in a position where they also could remain with just one loss in conference play here if they win and Bethany would drop what is their first game of the year, and you could be sitting up there at the top with five teams with one loss. I mean, that'd be incredible. I mean, I don't know when the last time we could say that at this stage of the season. So a lot is on the line here, and man, has Morris been playing good lately. What do you think about this one? I called out some fan bases last week heading into the games, Wyatt. I'm going to do the same thing this weekend. One of them at the top of the list, Cougar Faithful. Get on down to Jim Gremmel's court. Friday night, two great matchups. We'll get to the men's one a little bit later. But, I mean, there's no excuse, Wyatt, that there's not enough seats, if you want to put it that way. I was going to say, there's that plenty massive of gym, <laughs> so many people can show up, and it will still probably feel like the place is empty. <laughs> wow, okay. Say say how you really think about it. No, I'm just kidding. It's a but, big gym. We talked about this yes. with Dylan and Tath, even. Yes, it, it, it absolutely is. So... I just hope that place is alive. I hope people show up because the game deserves it. And as you mentioned, Wyatt, I mean, the Cougars couldn't really be feeling any better coming into this matchup. They're getting their mojo going offensively. And, you know, Bethany has been pushed a little bit, if you want to call it that. I mean, I think the score was closer than maybe the final result indicated in that matchup against Northwestern on Saturday. But both teams have the same amount of rest, thankfully, heading into this matchup. And I'm glad this is a Friday one instead of a Saturday matchup. I think you maybe get... Just a little, little better basketball with both teams getting plenty of rest, as I mentioned. But, oof, you're going to make me make a pick on this one first. I think you're setting up a big reveal. I, I feel like you're going to take the Cougars. And so, I'm already a couple games up heading into this weekend. I'm going to go the other way. I think it's a great, great contest. 
I think Bethany wins by less than five. I'm setting the line, Wyatt, though, at Bethany by just two and a half because I'm counting on Jim Gremmel's court giving the Cougars a couple of points on Friday night. So you are taking Bethany, though? I am taking Bethany in a tight one. Yeah, it's going to be tight. I, I do. If there was ever a time, though, for that loss to come for Bethany... Do it. This Do could, it. This could be. This could be it. And I mean, I don't want to start chasing games just to try and catch up to you. You got I, to, Wyatt. You got to. It's well, no. See, my pick doesn't come down to that. I genuinely think Morris is going to win this game. So I'm taking Morris. I just think they have so much working for him right now. Everything is just kind of lining up to the point where it, it seems like Morris is going to win. And like you said, you have a close one for Bethany, but. When was the last time you would have anticipated that even necessarily and go that far to say that? So Good point. I just I think Morris can get it done on their home floor and man, it's gonna be packed up there near the top because what what you're pointing your finger I, at me. No, I was I was sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just gonna say I believe in the interior defense of the Cougars too. I think they have some serious length to throw at Geisfeld to maybe cause her a little issues. And now we say that, Wyatt. I think the Eagles for the most part did a pretty good job on Geisfeld and what she have Saturday. Like thirty one and twenty one. I mean that's it was a still that's a good job, yeah. Monster numbers, but I yeah I just I don't think Bethany offensively is going to run away from them because I believe in Coach Girl's defense from what we've seen so far this year. No, that's a that's a big storyline in this one. I would say I feel like their interior defense will present a different kind of a challenge there for Bethany and their team. So uh, Coach Jones will maybe only be able to get three hours of sleep in this one leading up to the game. So <laughs> we'll see uh, if he gets enough rest. But okay. On to Saturdays. Let's run through these. Then coming off of the Friday game, Superior is at North Central. Nope, this is on the men's side. Somehow my tab got switched well, over. It's, I mean, it's the it same. is. It's the same matchup. But yeah. we got to stay on the women's side. They're the, they're the first game trying. Bethany at Crown. See, it's in a different order on the women's side for some oh. reason. Bethany at Crown. Martin Luther at Morris. Superior at North Central. And Northland at Northwestern. Speed through some of these quick. Bethany at Crown. Bounce back game. I'll take the Vikings... Bounce back game. Two words. Yeah, I agree. It's it's going to be a great rocking atmosphere on Saturday's expectation at the WAC. More on that later, but it should be a really fun day in St. Bonnie. But Bethany takes this one on the road. Started to realize a trend with you. You just love stating every single team in the conference what gym they play at. Like any chance you get, you love to throw it you out take, there. I, I you got to take pride in it. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think it's a it's You're a point of emphasis for each of these teams. Yeah. What a letdown it would be if Morris comes back after their big win and drops one to Martin Luther. <laughs> I'm not seeing it happen. I got the... It's a win-win for you, though. You could say, bye, Martin Luther Knights. That is why I put my feet in the ground and said they're going to rise up the standings earlier this season. Morris, man. They're not... Uh, coming off of that emotional high of a win over Bethany, if that happens, you could consider maybe a slower start on Saturday. Can they regroup and be ready to go? But I think they'll be okay, and they're well-coached, and they'll get it done. Too much size and length across the board, I think, for the Cougars. Yeah, I'm taking them as well. Superior at North Central. Again, I don't trust Superior in any way. And North Central coming off that first loss, I think this is a bounce-back weekend for them. They win two games, and by the next time we do a recap and a preview pod, we're, again, looking at them a little differently. Not that we are now from their one loss, but it certainly raised a lot of questions I think they can answer a lot of those questions this weekend. So I got them over Superior 2-0 weekend for the Rams. I would agree. I think this is a great get-right weekend for Coach Bruner's club in these matchups against Northland and Superior. So, yeah, convincing double-digit win for the Rams, I'd say. And I'm assuming we're both taking Northwestern over Northland, which means we both took the same four teams on Saturday. Now, we do have one change in the Friday matchups, and uh, you have... Bethany and I have Morris. Otherwise, a lot of just vanilla, the same same picks. But, I mean, hey, we're just calling it how we see it. Yeah, I, I don't know what more I can add to that. I mean, yeah, we spent next to no time on Northwestern, Northland. But, I mean, we've kind of already said our piece about why we, we have the Eagles in that one. So, yeah, I don't think much I needs mean, to be added. Well, well, that's the thing. I mean, by the time we talk about the first ones on Friday, I feel like we've already said how we feel about every team. I mean, what more can we add for the Saturday contests at that point? So, uh, yeah, Northwestern for both of us there. So that's the women's side. Let's move over to the men's side. Same matchups. Martin Luther at Crown. This is Friday night. Northland at North Central. Bethany at Morris. 
and then Superior at Northwestern. And similarly, I would argue that the Bethany at Morris game on the men's side is also the most tantalizing matchup coming into this weekend. Just because of the way Morris has been playing, and quite honestly, Bethany is trending in the exact opposite direction with that heartbreaking weekend they're coming off of. I mean, they're still having nightmares about that and trying to figure out what went wrong there. Martin Luther is, is nightmares too much of a stretch, or do you think there's actual nightmares? I don't know. Some of them, maybe. <laughs> sorry, sorry to some, slow your roll. So, some of them. Martin Luther at Crown. I'll take Crown in this one. Uh, at, at home uh, again this is just such a different feel now knowing what we know as far as every team gets to play I just don't feel like these games are as meaningful these games would be a lot more fun to break down even from our point of view if we knew these are the types of games you could consider must-haves or it's really going to shape the playoff race and while it still does shape the seeding I don't know I just I, I'll take take crown in this one at home and you just wonder what kind of an atmosphere the rest of the season is going to bring i guess you're bummed wyatt i'm right a now. little bummed. i mean i mean i don't i don't love the news either but i mean it's still fun in the regular season but i mean you, you make a good point it doesn't have as much oomph to it for each of these regular season matchups if you want to put it that way so i would agree with you uh, the big one for Crown is on Saturday, but they can't look ahead. So if we want to use the cliche trap game, could be close for a while. they got to keep their heads straight and focus on this one. First things first, as they like to say, Coach Herbert and his staff have to have the guys locked in. But I just think the duo of Royston and Carroll, I'll keep saying it, they're the difference. Seth, I need you. Okay, I know Cade's been a monster for you, Wyatt, but yeah, Seth, nah, Seth, Seth can I, chill. We're good you with know, Cade. It's coming, Wyatt. I'm, I'm foreseeing a four, five, six block performance in one of these games this weekend for Royston and it could be double double territory as well so it's coming I'm, I'm counting on you Seth come on that's a bold prediction four five six blocks that's quite a he, few man I think he had seven in a game in November so he can do it so that's still a lot uh Northland at North Central <sighs> Northland is really these again similarly there's two teams here one is trending in the right direction and one is going in the opposite direction i still have not seen any sign that tells me that is going to stop i will take north central and uh, they'll continue to prove that you're not cursed when you come on the unlike any other the umac pod they get another big win as their program continues to build off of some success and uh, continues to climb the mountain if you will as they continue to work their way back into that discussion and conversation near the top North Central, happy to get back home, Wyatt, after a huge weekend on the road. Meanwhile, the Lumberjacks, they got to hit the road for the first time this year in UMAC play. And Think we're about already that. this deep in the season. So Coach Sorensen's club can't lick their wounds for too long. they got to have a different mindset coming on the road. And uh, maybe it'll be a better atmosphere this weekend for the Rams inside of Clark Danielson with the new university edition unis, the baby blue. Oh, there you big, go. Big horn sheep on the uh jersey uh that's that's pretty unique i'll put it that way if you want to uh check that out you can check it out on their their socials but i know they're pumped about that for north central on the men's and women's side with the alternative unis for this weekend but no on the court wyatt staying on the court uh i think north central double digits uh over the lumberjacks but huge weekend for northland wyatt at the very least, try to be competitive against two of the top teams in the umac we were giving them some juice after a great opening weekend can you do it on the road? It's a lot tougher to do it on the road, especially when you haven't been playing well as of late. We're going to really see kind of the true colors of the Lumberjacks, I think, this weekend. Not just wins or losses, but with the scores in these two games. You think they almost look at this in a way and say that this is an opportunity, though, for a fresh start, in a sense, since they haven't had a road game. They're finally away from their home gym, an opportunity to go play Absolutely. somewhere else. I mean, that sometimes, I, I get you want to play at home, but sometimes it's nice to go on the road and just get a different environment and yep. feel. That is the message, Wyatt. What you just said is what Coach Sorensen and his staff should be telling to their players, the whole mentality of, it's us against the world. No one believes in us. It's only us. We're the only thing that matters when we walk in that gym, lock in, no distractions. It's going to be better for us, boys. Let's turn the season around right now. That's that's what they should be saying. Was that the uh, Coach Sorensen voice, or was that just no, your like I, imitating voice? I just, I just had to change it up a little bit, okay. so I don't know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if there was somebody specifically in mind there when you... I am not at this point wide, at least, maybe in the future, but at this point I'm not 
doing impersonations of any coaches in the UMAC. I'm, I'm not going to do that. It's <laughs> like what they say. I mean, you can't make a person up in your mind when you dream at night. Like, you will have seen that person somewhere before in your life. Similarly, you can't just make up a voice. You know, you will have heard that sure. voice somewhere. So you're thinking of somebody there when you're talking like that. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah. Be- Bethany Atmoris on the men's side here. Again, this is a huge one. I mean, you talk about the night it's going to be there in Morris on Friday night. Two just huge games. So, like you said, a call to all their fans. Get there. Support the team. That could be a huge night for that program. With that being said, as much as Bethany has hurt me the last couple of weeks and I have had to come on here and say I just I can't seem to understand it, I got to take them in this game, have them bounce back. If they do it to me again, though, then, you know, we're going to get to a point here where I may have to stop picking them. But for now, I'm going to continue to put my faith in Coach Garvin's squad. There's just so much potential there with this team. And as good as Morris has been playing, I think Bethany has just got to get on the winning track again here at some point. You know, I admire that wide, okay? That is true commitment. Even in the tough moments of the relationship, you're sticking with it through the tough times. That's majority that's, fan, that's really genuine. That's that's very genuine. You're sticking with Bethany. But no, I mean huge matchup. They're two and three so far in UMAC play at this point, Wyatt. Morris is two and two, trending in two opposite directions. Bethany doesn't have any time to lick their wounds though. And maybe it's the same mentality like we talked about a moment ago for Northland. Maybe it's a good thing for the Vikings to hit the road, get away from Mankato and just see something different than their own gym, if you will, for this weekend's matchups. We're going to talk about the one against Crown here shortly, Wyatt, but I want to ask you, are these must-wins, or do you need at least one win for Bethany this weekend? Because all of a sudden, let's say they even split. You're under 500 at 3-4. and four, You're still outside of the top four, and again, when I was initially thinking about this question, it was before we found out everyone makes the tournament, so it is a little different, but... We start to get in a scenario if somehow they can't win either one of these matchups this weekend, because that could be plausible, Wyatt. I don't know what you oh, think, yeah, but it's not, it's not out of the realm for them to lose. If they fall at Morris and at Crown and you're two and five, Bethany, especially after the stretch we saw them on, why is it a must win or wins a weekend for Coach Garvin's club? Nope. And again, this goes back to what we talked about before. It's a completely different feel now, though, because if anything, Bethany is one of the teams that's happy to hear that because they can say all that matters at this point is getting ourselves together and making sure we play our best basketball in that week. I mean, regardless of what seed they get at this point, because even when there was four or five teams, they were maybe a little concerned about making it. But at the same time, they're thinking we got plenty of time to turn this around. They're probably going to get a home game here unless they, of course, lose both of these. Then there's a separate discussion. But even with just getting one home game to start that week is a big deal. And I think they're still well within reach of that, even if they lose both of these games. So, no, it's not a must win. And I I have a tough time saying that in any case now, knowing that every single team gets in. You know what I mean? I mean, you're just discarding the home court advantage at the North Gym, and maybe we'll go back to saying maybe Bethany wants to be on the road, but I feel like Bethany plays faster in Mankato. I feel like they got their mojo, and even though they didn't win in those matchups last weekend, I mean, you want to be playing at home in the last week of February, so I I tend to think if Bethany is going to have any postseason success... They need at least one win this weekend, potentially even a pair of wins. See, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but when you say must win, I'm viewing a must win maybe a little bit differently than you are as far as it's a have-to-have-it kind of game. There's just not that same feel in the regular season at this point. Now, you got to start trending in the right direction, obviously, and start playing your best basketball. This isn't necessarily when they have to do that, though. So to me, it's not a must win. It's not two must wins. Obviously, I'm going to feel a lot better about it if they can at least win one game. But uh, no, no, by no means am I considering either of these must wins. Have either of us made a pick for this match? Bethany, we've gone zig and zag. So you made. Oh yeah, I picked Bethany right out of the uh, right out of the game. Oofta. I mean, I just hope whoever showed up for the women's game, you know, pack a lunch, pack a dinner, if you will. If you're going to Jim Gremmel's court on Friday night, stay for a long time, get comfortable in those bleachers. Uh, Should be two fun matchups. I mean, is this the track meet we've been really waiting for wide? I mean, I say that tongue-in-cheek because we had a shootout with Bethany North Central last weekend and then Bethany Northwestern. So maybe all Bethany likes to do is play in shootouts. So maybe the better question is, does Bethany want to keep this? Do they want to keep it under 80? Because you know Morris. They're like, we're more than willing. Heck, 
throw out the defense. Let's do some cherry picking. Let's leak guys out. Let's do outlet passes. Let's get running in transition. Let's make this thing 95 or 100. Let's make the loser score over 90. I mean, I think both teams would shake hands and say, let's just fill up the scoreboard as much as we possibly can. Maybe we'll see that Friday night in Morris. So if that's your deal, you like offense, tune in for that one. All that is to say, I gotta, I gotta go with Bethany. Um, I could regret this. I was really close to taking Morris, but I just think a change of scenery is a good thing for Coach Garvin's club, and they're gonna find a way. And maybe it's gonna be lower scoring. I think they may want that because they just swallowed a tough pill with two losses where they lit up the scoreboard last weekend. But I think they find a way. But should be a fantastic game on Friday night. I actually thought you were going to take Morris in this one. So. I almost did, and I talked myself out of it. So, yeah. I, I I wouldn't say there's a wrong decision here. You know, I think it is that close. I think both of these teams, like you said, are going to want to run, and I anticipate this to be a very fast-paced, high-scoring game because I think both teams come into this one saying we're better at that style than the other one is. So they both have a belief yeah. that they can play that game better than their opponent. So. I expect this to be a very fast and fun game. Superior at Northwestern. This is interesting, too, because, I mean, Superior's coming off of a little bit of a longer break. You know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, strike three. And <laughs> I... <laughs> I haven't I, heard that one before. I am going to take Northwestern. I learned my lesson from North Central yesterday. When you have a long break, it can be tough to get back into that rhythm, if you will, and especially on the road, too. I mean, North Central is even at home, and I'm not saying every team and program adapts and reacts differently, but Northwestern's the top team on the men's side. There's just no debating that, and they're at home, and Superior's coming off of a long break. I mean, how can you take the Yellow Jackets in this matchup? Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time away from the Erickson Center for Northwestern, as you mentioned. Why They haven't been home since December. Excuse me, let me say that again. They have not been home since December the 4th. Okay. And Hopefully they, they remember what it's like to lace them up for real inside and, their own gym. Well, and think I mean, about all the wins they came up with too during that stretch on the road. I mean, it's incredible. Well, and so I hope it's a big time welcome home thing. And you and I have talked plenty off the mic about UNW Nation and lacking in some spots. And I think Northwestern people are too spoiled, Wyatt. They always wait till the end of the year. I'll, I'll go in late February. Tell me when it's near the UMAC tournament. No. Uh, if you uh-huh. go this weekend, guess what, Wyatt? You will enjoy it more when you come later in the year. I tell the same thing to people who say, I only watch college basketball in March. Tell me when it's March, then I'll watch. No, watch it now because then you'll enjoy it more later even more. They're the same people that fill out their bracket and then say, what? And then they're yelling at the TV saying, that's so (laughs) stupid. Well, you didn't watch anything in the regular season, so you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Very very valid. But no, uh, all that is to say, I think Superior could look at this Wyatt half glass full. And say, if we were ever going to have a pause, giving us more time to prepare to go on the road to the top dog, the team with a target on their back, Coach Polkowski and his club have had all the time in the world to go through film and prepare for Northwestern. Now, sometimes more time isn't always the answer. And like you said, you have questions with how they come out of the gates in this one. It's going to have to be a big performance from the big three. Walker, Vogel, Ackley. I will say, I think this team throughout the year, as we've mentioned, has made strides defensively. So if they can hold Northwestern to near the 70-point range, could they give themselves a chance late with under five to go to have a chance to steal one on the road? Because I think that's the recipe. But again, Northwestern's defense isn't too shabby either. The pack line defense can show up when the Eagles' offense dips from time to time, as we've mentioned before fascinating compelling matchup though i think with the time off for superior i think javon walker is going to have to be excellent in ball screen defense when they come up and give wally some space are they going to go under and if they do wyatt is he going to kill them like he killed bethany last weekend if the jackets do not respect the eagles three-point shooting on those ball screens top of the key that's something i'm watching javon walker is a first team all umac defender how does he defend caleb waldeck on friday night i think the eagles though do pull away late near eight to ten point victory i'm gonna set it at six and a half point favorites for the eagles at home just because i don't know the atmosphere we're gonna get and that's sad if i knew there was a vibe there i'd say it's eight and a half but i don't know that so we'll see as much as I love our boy Wally, I don't see him putting up another performance like that this year. That's just not his, you know, role necessarily. Well, and especially if if Kyle's back, because it is worth yes. noting, 
The hope is he's back this weekend. The intel I got earlier this week, though, was he was trying to give it a go for the Bethany game wide. About 20 minutes before warm-ups, though, he just was not doing well enough. He was trying to gut it out, not at 100%, and he just couldn't give it a go. Other Eagles stepped up, as we mentioned. Owen Borma also, I think, was back at practice earlier this week, so he should be back in the lineup as well. So it'll be a more normal rotation for Northwestern, but great point. When you have the full complement out there, Waldeck just isn't one of the initial options most of the time offensively for Northwestern. Yeah, I would agree, though, as far as Superior goes, it comes down to Walker. I mean, just all around, what does he provide? I mean, I know you said the big three, but I'm really keen in on him. See what he both can ends do of on the ball. The yep, He's got to exactly. be huge on both sides. Exactly. So on to Saturday, then. Superior then comes and plays at North Central, so it doesn't get that much easier for him. Tough weekend for the Yellow Jackets. Bethany is at Crown, Martin Luther at Morris, and Northland at Northwestern. Two of the games there I think we probably both can agree on, and then we can maybe discuss the other two a little bit more. I'm assuming we're both in agreement that Northwestern can take down Northland and Morris can take down Martin Luther. I mean, I just I, I don't see either of those teams losing at home against those yep. opponents. Especially with how they've been scoring offensively wide. Unless Morris and Northwestern both have really bad shooting games, you just don't expect Martin Luther and Northland to have a chance with 10 to go to keep up with the firepower from their oppositions. So then we're able to get into a couple of the more interesting ones. Let's start Superior at North Central. We both picked Northwestern on Friday night to beat Superior. So assuming Superior loses that game, comes into this one 0-1, how important is this game for them and trying to at least get a split on the weekend? And for North Central playing at your home crown, you got to feel pretty good about getting another big conference win here. So this is an interesting matchup for both teams depending on what happens Friday night. What, uh, what do you see as far as kind of something that would stick out in this one for both teams? What are they going to have to do to win? Yeah, I mean, I can look at this a couple different ways. Why I potentially worry for North Central if they're able to pick up the win Friday, like we both think they're going to be able to do so. They're going to be winners of three straight. They're going to be feeling really good about themselves and have a hungry superior squad coming in, potentially coming off of a loss to Northwestern like you and I predicted I almost look at this as a little letdown spot on a back-to-back. Maybe North Central feeling a little too good about themselves. And, hey, prove us wrong, okay? I I know Coach DeWitt and his staff are going to guard against that. I understand. But if Superior loses to Northwestern, they drop to 2-2. Two and two. They're going to be fighting tooth and nail to come out of this weekend still above 500 like they will be coming into this weekend. And so I just I put the Rams on watch, and I think this is going to be a great game, and I think, honestly, a big difference. And everyone could rip me and say, quit talking about the crowd, Ryan. Who is this guy? Who does he think he is? Can we finally get a serious vibe inside of Clark Danielson? You said, oh, big opportunity playing in front of the home crowd. I don't know, is it? Will their student body and fans treat it the same way? I hope they welcome them back home with open arms, excited after what they did last this- weekend. Go ahead. This is without a doubt the fan base that you are the most disgusted with this year. Because there's so much potential, Wyatt, and there's not yeah. excuses. And again, hey. it's not ripping. It's just saying the standard has to be higher if you want to go to the places you want to go to. And I, I that's, that that's too, I tough. Think. That's tough, though, because that's not something that the basketball program no, itself can control I know they can't so control i mean that. I that's a little unfair to say <laughs> that you have to have fans there for them to get to that next level and go where you want to go no i'm just saying late game to give them that extra push is what i'm trying yeah. to say because i think with 10 minutes to go this is going to be very much up in the air north central wants to keep this free flow and go in transition spread the floor i think superior wants to slow this game down big time but i think the difference is and the reason i'm taking north central We didn't see it as much from Cam Thomas in the paint last weekend. He was huge coming back, though, from the outside. I'm waiting for a game, though, Wyatt, for them to try to assert themselves in the paint. I know that's not really their style. Coach DeWitt's club loves to space the floor, share the ball. But if I'm the Rams, eventually, I mean, you got to try some high-low looks with Thompson and Thomas on the floor at the same time. And that's a question I had earlier this season about the Jackets. Who steps up in the paint defensively? to slow down an opposition that has viable post scores. I'm looking for a big game from the combination of Thompson and Thomas. North Central squeaking out a tight win under five points Saturday against the Jackets. You know, we've picked on the men's side the same exact picks, but uh, that is no longer the case. I'm going to take Superior. I'm gonna. That might be a little bit of a surprise, but 
No, I get I, it. I've liked what I've seen from them. They were a team right away since we started this podcast and going all the way back to preseason. I said this is a very interesting team, and I could see them kind of being in the middle of the pack, and it depends on what they get. But there was a lot coming back from this team, and they've shown a lot of good signs this year, especially in conference play early on. So with the long break, if anything, that game Friday night against Northwestern gets them back in their groove a little bit. And I feel like they can get a split. Remember, they're 2-1. They're in second place right now in the conference behind Northwestern. So theoretically, if they were to somehow upset Northwestern, in a way, it's almost like they're in first place because they own the tiebreaker in a sense. I know they would have to win a few more games. But, I mean, it's a big weekend for them, and I see them getting a split. They'll lose to Northwestern, but I think there's enough there. And with that game under their belt after the long break, they can come back and get a win against North Central on the road. Even with North Central's win over Bethany, it's just, I don't know, I just, I, I feel like Superior, I feel like they're vulnerable, and I feel like Superior can get them. Yeah, I feel like we haven't seen the best yet from North Central. They haven't put it all together wide. I think that's a great point, and I'll just say it again. There's no excuses for the Jackets to not be prepared. And if there were ever a weekend stretch on the road with back-to-back games that you'd want more time to prepare for, you could arguably say this is the weekend where you want to have it. So I understand they wish they had more recent game action, but they've had plenty of time to practice, at least we hope. I, I shouldn't say that. I don't know the pause situation need, with them, how many guys are healthy. We need more sources. I mean, we do. We, hey, we inbox is open. UAO, the UMAC at gmail.com, or search us on Twitter. Unlike any other, the UMAC, we are more than willing to get more sources and compile those throughout the season. That is one of our missions here. So it is. we differ, though, Wyatt. We do. It is? Okay, we got to talk about that off mic. What? But no, what? we differ. I got the Rams in a tight one. Yeah. You got the Jackets. Fascinating game on Saturday, and you're going to have to do your best to keep your eyes on it because I'll be in the Erickson Center, and I can only do so much multitasking. So What do we got? 4.45 start time. I will be – I got a three-hour drive on Saturday to Little Falls for high school hockey. Wow. So, uh, is Little Falls playing? Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. I, I don't care who they're playing. I want Little Falls to win. My dad was right. born there. It's a program on the rise. Finally got to the state tournament a few years ago. I'll leave it there, but uh, some love for Little Falls. They're playing Crooks, and so good chance they win. But okay. uh, we'll get into that <laughs> another time. Last one, then, is, but basically, long story there short, I don't know if I'll be able to keep an eye on it or not. I'll be doing a lot of driving On demand. On demand, we'll check it out. How about that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's always that option when I'm waiting on Sunday for the Chiefs-Bills game, right? Uh, Bethany at Crown. This is another interesting one, intriguing, especially depending on what happens in Friday night's results. I mean, if Bethany somehow does drop that game, let's say, and they are 2-4 and in conference, talk about the emergency and the sense of urgency they're going to feel coming into this game. If they win, they probably still feel a little bit of that. I've picked against Crown before when they've been playing against a team I thought that could get them, and they've made me pay for it. However, I am a Vikings guy for some reason. I don't know why. There's something about this team. I just want to believe that they can continue to win and be as good as their potential is. I'll take Bethany in this one on the road to beat Crown. And uh, if Crown is able to prove me wrong again, then I'm going to owe them a serious apology. Ride or die. I love it. I love that you're staying commitment even through the tough spots of the relationship. You're showing a lot of heart tonight. I just it? I can't imagine them having a losing record at this stage of the season. I think they especially with Well, they the way, do right now. They that's what right I mean now. though, like after this weekend. If yeah. especially just the way they lost too was almost encouraging to a certain extent. They controlled both of those games at times, double digit leads last weekend. So to me, it's not like they're being outplayed necessarily from start to finish or they don't know what their identity is. They know what it is. They just got to find a way to put it together for 40 minutes. And at times they've been able to do that. So I, I'll, I'll continue to roll with Bethany for the time being. I'm glad we're finishing things up with this one, Wyatt. Do you remember the post from Uruguay for the Crown College Storm? From Uruguay? What are you talking about? See, I about? think I'm, I'm stumping you a little bit. I, I don't know if you remember if he's Oh, from there. you're talking about Tim Wendell? Okay. Tim Wendell. Do you know what's going on this weekend? Are they having like a Hall of Fame ceremony? They are retiring his number 42 inside the WAC before the men's game after the women's game on Saturday. It's a purple out. It's expected, I hear, to be standing room only attendance inside the WAC on Saturday. So that's a little I... extra element, a little... More of a boost for for the storm. Do you want to change your pick now? No, but here's the deal. I don't know. 
if I can believe you necessarily. I believe that's happening, but as far as the standing room only, and here's that's why. what my sources I, tell me. Okay, I understand that they have just the one side of the gym, so there is limited seating <laughs> compared to other places. But I gotta feel like half the people that go there now don't even know who this guy is. So what's what's? Oh the, come! Then they've done a bad job. You know, they need to bring not, the past to the present to inspire the future, as I like to say. Not everybody goes to Crown and studies the basketball team <laughs> and knows who this Tim Wendell guy is. They're not like me and you. So Well, they better after Saturday, all right? I It's well-deserving, <laughs> by the way. I should just make yeah. a note of that. I mean, that dude was unbelievable in his time in the UMAC, so well-deserving. And that will give them a little bit of a jump start, if you will, a little bit of an incentive, extra motivation, but that's nothing more than that. I mean, once the game starts, it's about the guys who are on the floor and I'll ride or die with the Bethany guys. Fair enough. I love that you're uh, sticking to your gun. So from Friday night, again, a reminder, did we both have Bethany? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, yeah, we yes, we did. Cause you're sticking exact, with Bethany, obviously. We yeah. have the same exact picks outside of the, up to this point, superior in North central on Saturday. So I bring that up, Wyatt, because Bethany's going to get back to 500, and then they're going to drop right back below 500. All right, it's I got a, a split. chance to make up a couple games it's, on you. Here. I know, here we're we keeping things interesting. It's a split this weekend. I think everything that's encapsulated in that Saturday, Coach Herbert and his staff are going to be ready to roll and have their guys playing at their best in that matchup. Another fun one, and I think the telling sign of this one, Wyatt, can Crown play the game at their pace? We talked earlier about Bethany Morris. Both teams want to play a track meet. They'd shake hands before the game and say, you know what? We forgot the defense back in Mankato. Are you guys okay if we just go up and down? And Morris is saying, we'd be happy to. Who needs defense tonight? Let's just run up and down. Let's do some cherry picking. I'm all for it. I don't think Crown would agree to that same sentiment in this matchup on Saturday. If they can play more of a half-court game, get back defensively, set up their defense, and do enough down the stretch with big-time plays. I'm looking at you, Cade Carroll. I'm looking at you, Seth Royston, and then a couple timely threes from the likes of Michael Ladd, Jacob Van Dam. I think this is a tight victory late for Crown in what should be another great game. And, I mean, if Crown comes up with the win against Martin Luther like you and I expected, they're 3-2 and two, and Bethany's 3-3 three and three going into this matchup if they both went on Friday night. Massive game. Not as big as it could have been with the news that yeah, was released I mean, today. It's just but... it's not. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I get you're bringing the energy yeah. and saying it's massive. In the grand scheme of things, it's not. I'm wow. not trying to be a downer. I mean, you, but... you keep trying to take, take people away from these games. I mean, they're excited about going out and watching or turning on the stream, and then you're just like, no, you know what? Just just really block off that last week of February. We're just waiting until then. En- enjoy this moment is, is all I'm saying. I know I beat a dead horse all the time, but, you know, the dream is in the process. So this is part of the dream. Saturday at the WAC. Oh Make it a great atmosphere, Crown Nation. Absolutely. No, they should. And, I mean, you'll have to let me know if your source actually can get back to us and let us know if it was oh, standing room yeah. only. So I will get that information, yes. I think it will be an intriguing game. I mean, I'm, I am more intrigued now that they're retiring his number. And so I will say that that does play into this a little bit. But, yeah, it's a contrast to styles. And which one's going to win out, more or less, is kind of kind of what this is. Also, at the end of the day, though, when you think about it, each team gets the same amount of possessions in every single game. The only way you wouldn't is if one team won the tip-off in the first half, had one extra possession in the second half. And then there was like a jump ball or something. There's, what do you there's mean, a, though, by they get the same number of possessions? What do you mean by that? After Bethany has the basketball, Ryan, Crown gets the ball. It goes yeah. back and forth. It's no, not like turnovers. Turnovers. That's, that's the still, difference. Live ball still turnovers. Has, what yeah, happens? no, but they still had a chance. They had the ball. Oh, okay. It's the same okay. opposition. I, I get what you're saying. Like, okay. in football, you can kick an onside kick. And okay. potentially, you know, and in soccer, you can control. Or what whatever, if on an inbounds I mean? pass, they jump the passing lane and steal it and lay it in? Was that still the they possession? They had the ball. I mean, <laughs> come on. They have to touch the ball. This they, isn't make it take they, it. <laughs> they, had, they had the basketball. Everybody gets the same amount of possession. So regardless of what pace this game is played at, each team's going to have the same amount of opportunities to win this game and score points. So I understand Crown wants to play slower, but if this game does get going quick, regardless, Crown is going to be able to say they had the same number of chances is all I'm so saying. So no excuses. No, no excuses. No excuses yep. at all. They have to be ready to go and win this game in front of their home crowd. And now that the great, I mean, I'm assuming Tim Wendell's going to be there. 
I, I believe he is. Yes, yes. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't I don't know so. where he is locally now, but from what I heard, yes, he will be there on the floor prior to tip. They're going to shut out the lights, spotlight and everything on the on the wall in the Ooh. whack. I mean, it's it's going to be a goosebumps moment in St. Bonnie. That is uh I mean, intimidating. I don't know if it's more intimidating for Bethany or for the Crown players. I oh, mean, so now goodness. now you're starting to consider that. When 5 minutes you told me, "You know what, Ryan, once the lights are turned on, they announce the lineups and they lace them up, it doesn't matter." Okay. It doesn't at that point, right? It's in right? the back of your head. Okay. A yeah. little bit. Okay. Should, so should be a fun one. We finally got through those. Yeah, there's all the preview. Preview pod. Lots of great stuff that we talked about today on this one, and it should be another great weekend of action. And uh hopefully we don't have any more like breaking news we have to get to here that the season moves along. Uh, what what do you got? I gotta ask you the question I always do, okay? If you had to be locked in one gym for a twenty four hour time period this weekend, which gym? You want to be locked in Jim Gremmel's. Specifically, okay. specifically just for those two games on Friday. I mean, that that's going to be monumental for both the men and the women's side. But you have to stay Bethany. there Saturday then. I mean, you got to sleep in the bleachers and then come back Saturday ready what's, to roll. What's your answer? Uh, my answer, well, okay, this is tough, White, because I am going to be, like I said, in the Erickson Center for, for the whole weekend for all those matchups. So that that's kind of already decided. But, no, that's not a bad one. I mean, you could make an argument for North Central. Could you? Maybe a little bit, but you're right. It's Are kind you of a making split. an argument? <laughs> it's tough. There's kind of a split where it feels like there's one great home matchup for each team, and then the other one's kind of a lesser one on the other day, if you want to put it that way. So, yeah, I guess I guess I could agree with you, Morris. Should be a fun Friday I, night. That's the thing. It's not like there's a back-to-back game where like yep. we had in Mankato last weekend. Yep. It's it's more so there's one really good game on each day. Yep. And I'd rather just take the early one on Friday and then I'll live with the games on Saturday, I guess. I, I, you know, I'll go the other way. If I had to be locked in somewhere, it's the whack, okay? Because I hyped it up for Saturday and for Saturday Tim, should be for great. Tim so, for Tim Wendell. Yeah, building exactly. to that, you know? Building to that moment late Saturday afternoon. Exactly. Okay, anything else we need to uh, add here? No, I mean, if people didn't see the news, just quickly want to mention thank you to all the real ones. You know who you are for the continued support. We have eclipsed the 1,000 mark as far as podcast downloads go so really appreciate all you who listen and why the diehards are the only ones who are still listening at this point at the end of a long winding pod like this sticking with all of our antics mostly myself derailing the conversation looking ahead to uh, uh, it was just as much but... it was just as much me this time around i will yeah. uh, take some responsibility for that no yeah. it's a good thing you did mention that because we obviously sent it out on twitter not everyone's well, on twitter though exactly okay. Exactly. So I'm glad you mentioned it, and we are very appreciative and glad we were able to uh, hit that number, and we're excited to continue to build it moving forward, and we continue exactly. to get more and more followers each day. So it's been it's been exciting to see it grow and excited to see where it takes us, I guess. We're not getting complacent, though. Don't worry. As you said, no. we're continuing to climb, and guess what? It was for the people at the start of it. That was the mission, Wyatt, and that will not change. We're trying to meet people where they're at, give them what they want. This is not for you and I. I mean, we enjoy it, but it's for the people, okay? So how can we best serve you in the future? That's what we're trying to do. Amen. Amen. That, that's all I got. I mean, that's all that needs to be said right there. That's a good way to end it. Thanks to uh, everyone who has supported us. Again, subscribe, download the podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, UAO, the UMAC at gmail.com. If you got insight or you want to be on or if you know somebody that wants to be on the podcast. And, of course, on Twitter, unlike any other, the UMAC, you can follow us there. But excited to recap this week of action when we hop on the next time. And we'll continue to work on getting some interviews in the future as well with some other people around the league that might be a little more interesting than we are. And uh, we'll be able to bring that just, to you. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. We're building a little bit of a reputation here, I guess. But, uh, no, there's other people that they want to hear from, I'm sure. So we'll uh, continue to work on that. But other than that, that'll conclude this preview pod. And uh, we'll catch you next time time on the unlike any other the umac podcast